Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Bishop Willie Horn on Word for Today on Destined for Victory Radio at Podbean.com. Well, this is Good Friday. And this is the day that we commemorate the crucifixion of Jesus. First of all, let me thank you for tuning in today and blessings to all of our supporters. And I would like to send a shout out to my greatest supporter, the love of my life for and has been for years, Wendy. I love you, honey. Listen, I can't leave out my brother and sister, Barry and Karen Craig, whose podcast is also on podbean.com. And their show is called Embracing Marriage, Dare to be Different. I need you to go check them out, okay? This morning, I was just asking my wife a question and I said, you know, we call this day Good Friday or Holy Friday, if you will, because this is Holy Week. And so I was telling my wife, I said, you know what? Why would we call such a devastating time in Jesus's life good and then the next question I asked is why do we commemorate or celebrate this day you know now listen the Bible does not instruct us as Christians to remember Christ's death by honoring a certain day okay the Bible does give us freedom in these matters. However, according to Romans 14, chapter the fifth verse, so it tells us one man considers one day more sacred than another. Another man considers every day alike. So each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Rather than remembering Christ's death on a certain day, saints, once a year or uh, the Bible instructs us to remember Christ's death and observing by observing the Lord's Supper. We do it by observing the Lord's Supper. For in 1 Corinthians, you, we read in the 11th chapter, verses 24 through 26, what it declares, do this in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now, why is Good Friday referred to as good? Well, what the Jewish authorities and the Romans did was definitely not a good thing. It wasn't good. If you read, I would like to refer you to chapters, Matthews chapters 26 and 27, when you can read the account of what the Romans did. And the Jews did in regards to Jesus suffering. In this Passion Week, we want to know, however, that the results of Christ's death was very good. The results were good. Okay. For in Romans 5 and 8, it says, but God demonstrates his own love to, for us. in while we were yet sinners are still sinners, Christ died for us. And then first Peter 318 tells us for Christ died for sins once for all. That's all of us. That's everyone. 
You see, the righteous, and the scripture goes on to say for the righteous, for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. So Jesus was put to death in the body, but made alive by the spirit. And many Christians churches celebrate Good Friday with a subdued service. You know, they usually in the evening in which Christ's death is remembered with solemn hymns and prayers or thanksgiving and messages centered on Christ's suffering for our sakes. And observance of the Lord's Supper, whether or not Christians choose to celebrate Good Friday, the, the events of that day should be an ever and ever and forever on our minds because the death of Christ on the cross, along with his bodily resurrection, is the paramount event of Christian faith. But my question is, what does it mean to accept Jesus as your personal Savior? The whole purpose of why Jesus died and suffered on this day. And my brother goes on to explain uh, the the Holy Week and the various days and what took place on those days. And I, I don't have that much time where I can go in and explain exactly. But today we can talk about the suffering. Jesus is now has gone through from judgment hall to judgment hall. The Romans and the Jews have been pushing him from one place to another. He went from Pontius Pilate to, and then he went to Herod and then from Herod back to Pilate. And then Pilate calls himself washing his hands. But yet that was a, a tradition that the government had to do and was required to do. They would release one prisoner they would release one prisoner by Jesus being imprisoned by the Roman government at that time we find here that there were two and you will hear about Barabbas Barabbas was a Barabbas was a murderer now isn't that something an innocent man being being imprisoned but yet he's charged for the same sin as a murderer? Wow. But listen, I want to go further. My question is, for those of you who don't really, who, who are listening today, we understand that Jesus died for our sins, right? And he gave his life for us. He took upon the sins of the world where even the father had to turn his back on a sinful state, on a sinful Christ. He took upon our sins. He took upon our, our ugliness, our adultery, our fornication. He took upon the way we treat one another. He took upon all this ugliness on the cross. For those of you who haven't accepted, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior today? But to properly understand this question, you must first understand Jesus Christ, personal and savior. 
Who is Jesus? Well, many people acknowledge Jesus as a good man and a great teacher or even a prophet of God. But these things are definitely true of Jesus, but they do not fully define who he truly is. See, the Bible tells us that Jesus is God in the flesh. God in human form. According to John, uh, uh, John one and one, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. But in that 14th verse in St. John chapter one, it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory, the glory as of the son, only son from the father, full of grace and truth. You see, God came to earth to teach us, to heal us, to correct us, to forgive us and die for us. Jesus Christ is God. He's the creator. He's the sovereign Lord. And but I want to ask you this question. Have you accepted him? Have you accepted this Jesus? Now, what is a savior and why do we need a savior? You see, the Bible tells us that we all have sin. According to Romans chapter three. And we have committed evil acts. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, as a result of our sin, we deserve God's anger and his judgment. Amen. But the only just punishment for sins committed against an infinite, eternal God is an infinite punishment. You see, Romans 623 says, for the wages of sin is death. But the free gift, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 11, it says, Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. From his presence, earth and sky fled away, and no place was found for them. Verse 12 says, And I saw the dead, the great and small, standing before the throne, and books were open. Uh-oh. And it goes on. And the books were opened and the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades or hell gave up the dead who were in them and they were judged each one of them according to what they had done. Then death and hell or Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The scripture says this is the second death, the lake of fire. Now, if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown, wow, into the lake of fire. This is why we need a savior. See, this is the reason why we need a savior. We don't want to go to the lake of fire. We don't want to go. We don't want to die an eternal death. We don't want to end up in eternal damnation. This is why we needed a savior because we all deserve this because we were born in sin and we were shaped in iniquity. Okay. 
So Jesus came to earth and died in our place. See, Jesus was an infinite payment for our sins. Oh, my brother probably explained this later on. But if you remembered while he was on the cross. The scripture says that the veil of the temple, the place where the holiest of holies. The place where God's presence presided, the place where a priest, a high priest has to go in and atone and atone for our sins once a year, providing that he himself was not impure at that moment. You see, Jesus took the place. And he became the infinite, permanent payment for our sins. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, we might go a little bit longer today. For our sakes, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. See, Jesus died to pay the penalty for our sins. For our sake, he made him to be sin. So anything that you can think of that is sin, anything that is written that is sin, Jesus took it upon him and paid the penalty for us. Isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that glorious? Oh, I thank God for that. I thank God for him, for Jesus. Amen. In Romans chapter five, verse eight, he says, but God shows his love towards us or for us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, Jesus paid the price so that we would not have to. See, Jesus's resurrection from the dead proved that his death was sufficient to pay the penalty for our sins. That's why Jesus is the one and the only savior. For in John chapter 14, verse six, it says, Jesus said to him, I am the way. And the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Amen. In Acts chapter four, verse 12, it says, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Hallelujah. I thank God for Jesus. You ought to be thanking God for Jesus right now. You ought to be thanking God for Jesus who gave his life for us. So my question is, is Jesus your personal savior? Have you accepted him? See, many people view Christianity as attending church, performing rituals, and are not committed, committing certain, and not committing certain sins. See, that's not Christianity. True, Christianity is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And accepting Jesus as your personal savior means placing your own personal faith and trust in him. 
You see, no one is saved by the faith of others and no one is forgiven by doing certain deeds. See, the only way to be saved is to personally accept Jesus as your savior. And then you must trust, you must be trusting, you must be, be, begin to be to trust in his death as the payment for your sins and his resurrection as your guarantee of eternal life. For in John 3, chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now, if you want to accept Jesus as your personal savior, say these following words to God. Now, remember, saying this prayer or any other prayer will not save you. Okay, only believing in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross for you can save you from your sin. Can I say that again? Only believing in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross for you can save you from your sin. This prayer is simple, simply a way to express to God your faith in him and thank him for providing your for your salvation. So just repeat this prayer with me, would you please? God, I know that you I know that I have sinned against you and deserve punishment. But I believe Jesus Christ took the punishment I deserve so that through faith in him, I could be forgiven. I receive your offer of forgiveness and place my trust in you for my, for my salvation. I accept Jesus as my personal savior. Thank you for your wonderful grace and forgiveness. The gift of eternal life. Amen. Now, have you made a decision to receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior because of what you have, because what you have heard here? If so, please download this, this message and pass it on to someone else. Pass it on to a friend. Pass it on to a family member. Let them know that Jesus loves them too. How does he love you? He died. And he was resurrected. He died and was resurrected. And all you have to do is believe. Amen. God blessing each and every one of you today for listening with us. Well, I know we've gone over a little bit, but you know what? It was necessary. It's necessary because I believe and I stand on this belief that I must be more interested as a, as a, as a man of God in your condition than your position. I'll explain that one later. But I tell you what, remember us here on podbean.com, destined for, destined for Victory Radio at podbean.com. You can catch us on Twitter. You can catch us on Tubular. You can catch us on Facebook. My Facebook page is Bishop W.R. Horn. 
Listen, I want to tell you that I love you. Jesus love you. Have a beautiful day today. Have a wonderful day. And those of you that have prayed this prayer and have accepted Jesus as your savior, welcome home. Welcome home. We love you. God loves you. And thank you for listening. And remember, don't forget to check out my brother and my sister at Embracing and Embracing Marriage Dare to be different at podbean.com, P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. God bless you. God keep you. Love you all. Bye-bye now.